How are you? I'm melting. Can't lie. I may have melted. I was literally just going to say you, you may be podcasting with, uh, an, uh, with an animated pool of water that has some vague level of sentience. It's just too warm. The one thing Corwin has bought is great weather. Yeah, who'd have thought? But, you know, I'm not going to knock it because it's lovely and warm. How are you? How was your last few days? I have decided to invest in a fan, which is great. But all I seem to do is sit with my face right next to it. Because in this country, we don't do air conditioning or we don't do it well, well which is frustrating. I survived yeah. canoeing. I lived to tell the tale. Though I now, at a very, very tiny, teeny level, understand <laughs> what people mean by PTSD. Ah. <laughs> oh. But no, apart from that, we are back. We had our first podcast, so that was interesting. We did. We enjoyed the experience so much, we came back for seconds. Exactly. And hopefully, each podcast will improve over time. I know we, we had some audio issues last time. Oh, so many. But we, 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 we sought advice. We learned. Exactly. What was my motto? I'd like to think of it. We, we've glown up. Is that a word? I think so. That's what the kids say. Because I'm totally down with them. I was going to say, <laughs> glamping, blown up, or, 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 we, well, or failing fast we, and iterating. We, yes. Moving, we're moving fast. We're breaking things. So this time oh. around, we're, we're, we, we don't have Ashra joining us today. Because I think the heat has has taken over. It was too much for you today. But Understandable. It is very hot, but we, you know you have us, the two of us, and we will soldier on. So, so yeah, I think after our last podcast, we put it out there and we got some feedback, which was very much appreciated for everyone who listened, and we hope to take some of it on board. But what are we going to talk about tonight? So this is an interesting topic. Kat, you've been teaching me coding for for a while now. Since COVID kicked in and we all went into lockdown, uh, you very kindly took on this, the role of teaching someone who has no software engineering, engineering experience. Um, and one of the things that I remember saying to you as we, I think it was a lesson three, lesson four, that my perception of how easy it was going to be to learn to code, those rose-tinted sunglasses had come off. And the reality is, it's not that easy. As much as those- No, it's really hard. Exactly. So as much as those websites and people will tell you that there's a really funky app and you can learn Python in a minute and you can learn to code within four weeks. Yeah, I mean, this is such a big topic. Uh, we're never going to cover it all tonight or ever. But I was—I wanted to talk about it because somebody else reached out to me on Facebook last night, going, "Some, you know, somebody I met online many years ago, and they're like, hey, got any advice? I want to learn to code.' And it, it put me in mind of you. And when you told me, "Oh wow, this is actually hard," or I, or I well, when uh, words are difficult, cut that word salad out when we were talking about how what the difference between knowing some tricks and learning how to code and i think there are far too many i don't want to be i don't want to call them scams because that's probably libelous but there seems to be the wrong 
focus put on a lot of these things about learning, getting something started quickly, which I guess is attractive to people with, you know, limited attention spans who want instant gratification. But I, I worry in the long run, do they actually teach you anything useful? Do they teach you how to think like a programmer? Do they teach you how to structure your code? Do they teach you how to make maintainable code? Do they do you really learn anything? It's in, it's interesting you you say that. So before we started our classes, someone mentioned, "Oh, this is an app, and it's great. You can learn to code really quickly." I won't mention the app. Um, and so I was like, "Oh, this is great. I'm going to have learnt at least some key terms, functions before I start my sessions with you." And within, I think, seven days, you know, I was already on stage ten, and I'd been given many a fake medal online because every time you pass the stage, you get given a medal. And then we started our sessions, and you use the word arrays. Oh, that's an example. And I was like, oh yes, I know what an array is. Really struggled when we started because yeah. actually, what I found, and I said this to you afterwards, and I think I even wrote about it on in a LinkedIn article. What those apps don't teach you is the methodology and the logic. So they will show you, oh, this is how you use an array and give you a quick little task and you do it and you create like a cute flag with different colors. You move on to the next stage. But then when you have to, have to use an array in real life or write a code, it doesn't give you that skill set to then think, okay, how would I write an array right now? Yeah, well, also it doesn't teach you why. Exactly. But I think I think it's the difference between yes, you can sit somebody down at a piano and teach them by rote to play probably any song, but something really basic. But that doesn't mean they know how to play the piano. And I think that's the difference. And look, I don't want to be a gatekeeper. I don't want to say that that's a bad way to learn. I don't want to look down on people who do that. If people want to learn programming to to better themselves or further their understanding, great. All power to anyone who wants to do that, especially women, especially. But I do worry that we want people to learn, we expect people to learn programming blindly. It is it is like learning the piano. It's not a skill you pick up in three minutes and then do some tricks with it. It is, to, to even achieve some basic mastery, it's a commitment. And don't get me wrong, it's, it's been a steeper learning curve than, than the, the, the cute little app. But mm -hmm. I remember when I did my first piece of homework all on my own, and, and I got to that stage because I understood the why. I was then able to identify where I had gone wrong. And I still mm -hmm. and I still needed help because I remember reaching out to you going, I know what I've done wrong. Mm -hmm. But I can't I can't find it. Just because and just I'm gonna hold my hand up when I know I'm wrong. I I had well, you know Well that's the joy of having a teacher as well, I think. Uh, and like an app's never going to be able to say Oh, no, 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 I can see what you're trying to do. Because obviously it, it's very restricted in who wrote it and what it's trying to demonstrate. As soon as you try and do something that the app doesn't cover, it has no ability to say, I can see what you meant to do, here's the problem, and point it out and explain it. I think, you know, it, it, like many things. It just, it, I find it interesting. I think one of the things you said was, you, it was hard to start with, but you came to appreciate the maths that go into it and the logic which I, I just worry that you don't get that thorough grounding in logic that you get would get from an app oh sure or some teach yourself this in 20 days quite hack 
I mean, as soon as... Because it is a different way of thinking. Exactly. As soon as you started teaching me some of the more complex um, pieces of logic that we we would need to know in order to do some some of the stuff that we've gone through so far, I remember thinking, wow, I did not think... I would need to know complex math. I mm. I did not know the word orthogonal until that point, and I think for me it was it was eye opening because I, I I've always been that person who's who's been an advocate of women in tech, and and mm-hmm. and always said yeah you do, you can be a woman in tech without being a software engineer. And I still you know to an element I do agree with that, but I also understand, I now understand why it's still important to say well actually a woman in tech is someone who at least has an understanding of software and engineering or is part of that journey because it's it's bloody hard what you guys do on a day-to-day basis i wrote 10 lines of code and i remember being exhausted you guys go through hundreds and hundreds of lines well thousands if you look at exactly product millions obviously not any one engineer knows all of it or wrote all of it it's you know software engineering is always going to be a team sport but, but to it's, know all that logic, to understand that complex maths. But that, that, and that's the life skills. I mean, like I said, my this friend reached out and said, oh, I would like to learn programming. And then the, it, I, it puts me in a weird position because on the one hand, you want to go, absolutely great. I will support you. I can give you all the resources that you need. I can give you my time. But really, I worry, I guess. I guess my worry is that we are, we're not diskilling it because that's impossible, but we are, we are fooling people into thinking that it's easy you can pick it up in 10 weeks and you'll get a job that's just not true and i, I and it makes me very annoyed when i see these adverts go when they're like learn this and do that and get this great you're not going that won't happen sorry i just maybe one in a million people could pick that up but the average person like any skill it requires time requires practice it requires someone to help and unfortunately in our modern world that's a luxury most people don't have access to which again gets back to the point of this entire podcast is getting people young getting you know women when they're in school college wanting to apply a free education go up to high you know go to university that's the time to do it and really you know that we can all learn in our bedrooms i did but yeah, you know, it's a thing I worry about. It's a thing I don't want people to think. Again, I worry. That I don't want to be a gatekeeper. I don't want to come across as someone going, "Oh, get off my lawn! It's really hard. You, this is the only path into the into the world of software engineering. You have to go to university. You have to do this." But on the flip side, I, I don't want people to get scammed or disheartened because, or even or even have false confidence because. You can do what the app says, but as soon as you put it into a position where you're not using that app, you don't know how to apply things to a more general problem. Exactly. And the, and the interesting thing is, it is, don't get me wrong, it's frustrating sometimes when it takes much longer to, I call it train your way, train your brain. Because, mm-hmm. for instance, you know, I'm not, I never studied maths um, after high school. It's, it's a very different way of, of thinking. You have to train your brain to break things down into minuscule tasks. Which again, it doesn't come naturally to everyone. It didn't to me. Well, and also, I think you were surprised. 
just how minuscule those tasks are. Exactly. You know, you, you asked me to break down some tasks. I was like, yeah, here you go, I have. And then you talked me through it and I was like, oh, wait, this is, it's a very, when you're talking to a computer, when you're inputting code, you need to assume that this this computer, if, if you were to, you know, um, resemble it to a human being, is like a baby and, and has no prior knowledge. And you have to teach them from scratch. How would you do that? And tra- training my brain into that was much harder and much more difficult than it probably sounds. But once oh, no, you is. get through it, there were times when I, I, you know, after eight hours, I just wanted to throw my laptop out at the window. It was very frustrating. But then once we got through it and that light bulb went off, it became really fun and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll hold you to that when, uh, when I mark your homework. I was going to say, I, I say that, and then we get to the next bit, which becomes harder, and we go through the same process. But then, you know, we come through it. And I said... Well, exactly. Sh- and at some point, you will have that eureka moment, which is you read a problem statement, and you go, I know how to solve that. And that's... Because I, mean, I still remember the moment I did that back at university. Gosh, 25... Not 25, 20 odd years ago. I still remember the point, and it wasn't within the first few weeks. I, I struggled the first couple of terms, but I think it was towards the end of the second term, we got whatever week's coursework was due. And I do remember though, just reading it going, oh, I actually do know how to solve that. I can, I can write that program. And that was a great feeling. And it didn't come within a week. It, you know, it took a long time, but the, the point where I suddenly felt like I had I had it at my fingertips. That was that was really great. I really, I still remember that. You know, twenty plus years later. Someone asked me recently. We'll get you there. How's coding going? Or what have you learned so far? And I said, what I, it's, I can now look at a piece of code. And there's, I can read it. Which, for me, prior to COVID in March. It, it it was like a weird jigsaw puzzle. I was looking at these words and I had no idea what they meant. Or I was looking at these letters and numbers and dashes. But also all the symbols. Exactly. Well, now, now you know the different types of brackets. Or why they're even on the keyboard. Exactly. The amount of semicolons. <laughs> and, and just even understanding, you know, the, the importance of keeping your code tidy. Because it makes mm-hmm. your life so much easier when you're looking for an error <laughs> and if you miss a semicolon it can it can break everything down um and and that for me you know is, is, is something that i it's still an achievement to, to have got to that point where i can yeah. I, I can identify my, my own mistakes you, you know i might not always be able to fix all of them but i'll know wait it's my logic that's gone wrong. Well, also, if you can read code, you can read us. You know, you can read other code and, and see how they solved a, a problem, or see how they approached something. Rather, because you know, no one has to learn everything. No one can. And being able to, you know, that's that's the first way. That it's like when you learn to play music, you don't start composing. You start learning to read music. Because then you can play, and then you can start going, oh, that's an interesting phrase, or that, or that's interesting this, or they did that. And it's the same code. If you can read other people's code, 
you can see how they approach things. And you know, eventually you get to you know, critique it and go, oh, I wouldn't have done it that way. But that's that's the skill the first skill is to just be able to understand other people's code. And it's it's a hard skill because if you've never looked at you can see it in the movies. Also, I warned you, this is going to start bugging you every time you watch a Hollywood film when they start showing code on the screen and you start reading and going, that, that's rubbish. Who knows? I'll, I'll, I could become the next Angelina Jolie. In that, what was that movie? Hackers with Tommy Lee. Oh, what was his name? Johnny Lee. Oh, Hackers. Hackers is my one of my favourite terrible films. Yeah, it's it's a it's an awfully written movie, and and I think oh it's a, oh it's amazing. Uh, who doesn't want to who doesn't want to pretend that hacking involves three D glasses, and yeah, love hackers. Such a terrible film. But you know, trust me. Next time you watch any any tech on screen and they put code up and you like well read it and go, well that's just gibberish or that's just HTML or that doesn't do anything. It's yeah, it's a curse. You'll never appreciate Hollywood films about technology again. <laughs> but to to take it back slightly to to obviously the insight we're trying to give people is if you want to do something as much as it's, it, it is going to be harder it's starting it from scratch and not taking the easy way out hmm. the value and the foundation it gives you and it was a conversation and I always whenever I speak to people about it I say cat gave me two pills you know in the matrix do you want the blue or the red and one is always the easy way out, which is you can build something really pretty, really quickly. Or do you want to do the harder way, which is you learn the logic, you learn the methodology. And then that way, when you get to the point where we're finished with C, you can use that foundation to move on to any other coding language. And I chose yeah. that. And that's the option I chose because it wouldn't, yes, making something pretty in 10 days of, you know, a week would have been great. But I would never have got the skills that are transferable. Yeah, exactly. and I think that's exactly what we, I wanted to. The point I wanted to make, and I'm sure we'll come back to this topic. But it is that there are there are foundations that you will not get from these, whatever they are, and the foundations are important, and 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 the learning the whys is important. But yeah, hopefully people. Anyway. Find- found this useful um Ho- oh, hopefully they have um thanks for ha- taking the time to talk to me today amara please submit your feedback let us know if there's any topics that you'd want us to talk about yeah. tell us what you enjoy look us up on twitter be nice stay safe we will block stay safe wear a mask wash your hands don't do anything i wouldn't do And we'll be back in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you.